I'm less concerned with how it sounds in post than I am about like blowing Lyle's eardrums out after he gets used to the volume of your voice and, and you know you when you get used to his. Yeah, but I've got a volume knob. Word. So yeah, but if you set your volume knob so that you can hear Taj, and then I come in and wreck your eardrums, that's obnoxious. You don't want to have to keep reaching for the volume knob. I mean, it's right on the keyboard. It's obnoxious and normal. <laughs> Love you, Pokey. I know. You mean I'm normally obnoxious? There's a lady at work tells me that all the time, too. Oof. You random. Episode 86 for, well, I guess some point in 2024, maybe? Air 406. Title not acceptable. Good evening, everyone. I I, I think I'm Lyle. Hey, Lyle. Uh, have you double-checked that? Not in the last few minutes. No, Soundwave works. It's him. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, hey folks. We're, uh, we're, we're going to approach this one a little more cautiously, because uh, last time we jumped in, I jumped in fully enthusiastically about how, how back we were. Like cannonball. And yet we failed to address the fundamental challenges that we were having in scheduling and weren't, were not as, as back as we wanted to be. I think we've done better. Guess we'll see you next month. We're back 2.0. Well, the one thing I do want to say, I, as much to you know the listeners, but more importantly to, to the two and a half of you. You we're call not, me fat? No, I was counting Soundwave as a half person. That might be more insulting. He's a good um, robot. We're not going to just stop. If we ever get to a point where we decide that we're not going to make shows anymore, we're going to say we're going to decide that intentionally and say something. If there's a big gap like this. It's because we're having a hard time with life and scheduling. But if we decide we're done, we're going to decide we're done and actually have an end. And I promise that the last words we say will be no, this is. OK, now that that's out of the way, let's get let's. The, the train has uh, approached some track. Let's uh, see what we can do about that. Probably no good, but let's go. And that is the point, right? Uh, as much as there is a point, yes. So first and foremost, I missed you all. Aw. Missed you too. Yeah, we too. It's good to podcast again. Yeah, in fact, I even got you. We got to do introductions. With me also is Taj. No, we don't. And that was Pokey. We need you random right now. I just hope that somehow somebody randomly stumbles upon this is the first episode. Honestly, do, honestly, do you think that it's any worse than any other episode being the first episode? I just want them to assume that every episode is exactly like this, which isn't far from the truth. But like, eh, it's a little it's a little special. We spend a few minutes pretending we know what we're doing. Things go wildly off the rails. We have a good time. Repeat. Profit. I, wait, I, profit? I just hope somebody, and I know it's not either of the two of you, at least not yet. I hope somebody recognizes that awful song that I just sang. It sounded familiar, but I don't know why. That'll be that feedback, though, next month. Oh, I hope so. I hope somebody gets it. But we got feedback this month. It's not in the show notes. You mean this quarter? No, I mean today, this morning, Hammer Ron, the Hammer, emailed me and said, hey, you guys haven't been on in a while. Are you all okay? I just want to check. You guys are usually pretty consistent. Is everyone doing okay? I love that we're considered consistent. I did try to pretend like we were consistent. Well, the point is he got in touch with us to see if we were all doing okay, and I thought that was very kind. And um, 
I, I said, wow, it's funny you should ask. We're going to record tonight. So the timing was crazy. And he got back to me and he said, well, timing is everything, which was also a coincidence because that's something my dad used to say all the time. He, he probably said it 10,000 times in my hearing. So that was it was interesting that he chose those exact words, too. So that was cool. So, yes, Ron, we're doing well. We just had some scheduling difficulties um, and we're going to try to get back on track think that's the only feedback I'm aware of. I haven't seen anything since the last time we recorded, so I think that is it. I have not seen anything since the last time I saw something. That sounds a lot like expect me when you see me. It does, doesn't it? Which I say all the time. The only other thing that was like feedback was I popped into um, uh, skyhaven.net, their their, um, mumble server, just to his mumble server, uh, just to do an audio check. And I saw Dan Wash go in there and I popped in. I was like, whoa, is that really you? Just to say hi to him. And it was just, it sounded like a laptop or something in his room was connecting and disconnecting, but it was on, um, you know, like automatic key up when it hears something. So that was kind of funny. That was somewhat similar to feedback. So it's like the Dan Wash go in the machine. That's right. A washco machine? Eh, it checks out. So what have you guys been up to? Work. Lots and lots and lots of work. Oh, I can relate to that. I, 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 it feels like every time we get together, I say, I've never been this busy. And then the next time we get together, I've been even busier. It's just, it's insane. You, you're always the busiest you've ever been. And that's always true. It seems like it. today actually finally, finally slowed down for a couple hours at the end of the day. I finally got caught up on all the things that I absolutely needed to do. I tried to do that once. I decided against it. Well, well since you don't have any time, well, how do you have time for a new one or project? Oh boy, that took up some of my time in and of itself. So because I put my motorcycle away for the winter and I was missing motorcycling i uh i just happened to be scanning craigslist one day and i saw a goped on there and i sort of remembered them from when i was younger i I saw one ride past the shop that i worked at and i thought huh that'd be interesting what is a goped (laughs) i had a feeling you might ask that being that you don't live in california where everyone knows what they are is it like a go-kart moped it's a stand-up scooter, like normally you would kick, but instead of kicking it, it has a 50cc two-stroke gasoline engine on it. Okay. What? I mean, the, the the children right now seem to really like that, but with like a little battery electric motor. So it's like the little Razor scooters, but with a motor in it, but it's an electric motor, not a 50cc gas motor. Yeah, I brought it to my buddy's house one day. And there's a video of it here at his house. And one of the neighborhood kids came up and asked if he could try it. And I made him go home and get his helmet. And then we swapped and I tried, you know, I rode his electric one and he rode mine. And it was only because my buddy knew where he lived because he could have just driven away and been gone forever. That electric one didn't stand a chance. (laughs) Yeah, so this thing does like 30 miles an hour at top speed, a little faster than that, actually. but I put a, a expansion chamber pipe on it. And if anybody knows anything about two strokes, pipes with expansion chambers, if they're correctly designed, at least, 
um, give it a real power boost somewhere in the middle that you're not expecting it until you get used to it. And it hits about 20 miles an hour and it feels like it's going to shoot out from under your feet. It's insane. I can only imagine the first time I tried one of those like bird scooters that they have, because like we constantly for work are in like big cities and having to get around. And that's actually like more fun than getting a taxi or Uber somewhere. The for first sure. time I, I, the first time I got on one, I was like, this is actually kind of like decidedly dangerous and fun. Like, I can't believe they let people do this. And that was not going anywhere near that fast. No, I wear a helmet on this thing. I don't get on this without a helmet. <laughs> and I actually, if you look in the video that I posted, that red flannel shirt that I'm wearing, that's not a red flannel shirt. It's actually a motorcycle jacket in disguise. It's got padded shoulders and elbows. It's got Kevlar in the, in all the critical points. This, this sounds like a thing I could make poor life choices on. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I saw it on Craigslist. The guy asked 400 bucks for it, and I looked him up, and brand new, that exact same one was like 1800 bucks, and he wanted 400 So I was like, yep, you know what? I'm not even going to try to bargain with him. I'll just grab it while I can. And it's a good thing I did because I tried to get another one. I thought it'd be cool to have one for a friend, and you can't touch them around this area for less than 1100 1200 You can get – so there's a couple of them. They've been around for maybe like 30 years. And there's one that has a, like a, they call it a spindle drive, where like a, a spindle with nubbly tractiony bits sticks out of the motor and it rides on the surface of the tire and pushes the tire. And so you, you, if you come to a stop, you have to kill the motor to make the thing stop. And then to make it go, you have to kick it and push it. Whereas this one that I have is a chain drive one and it has a, a centrifugal clutch. So you can come to a stop and it still runs. And the spindle drive ones, I haven't seen one for less than 500. And they're usually like 23 cc's uh, or 32 cc's, I think is the biggest spindle drive one. But these ones with chain drives start at like 32 cc's and go up to 46 cc's is the size that I have. Um, and you can't, I can't touch these for less than 12 or 1300 used. And just this year, they can no longer sell them new anymore, not not with the two-stroke gas engine included. So, Why is that? Um, well, two strokes. It's it's just uh, emissions and stuff. Ah. So they can sell what they call rollers. They can sell it without the engine. But even that's like 1200 bucks. And I, I guess they're making a new one. They're going to put a four-stroke engine on one, which would be cool, but it's going to be heavier and it's not going to be able to go as fast because... You just can't spin a four-stroke as fast as this thing turns. This thing, it has a it has a um, a rev limiter in, in, at its red line. It's 18,000 RPM. The thing just screams. Then after I bought it, I told a buddy of mine who I know he likes motorcycles and mopeds and dirt bikes and anything with that, you know, makes loud noises. And um, he said, oh, I have a GoPed too. I have a GoPed Riot. And I said, I don't know what a Riot is. What is that? And it's like a mini bike. It's got it's a like a little mini dirt bike. It's got a seat. It's got pegs. It's got the same tiny little wheels that mine has, um, but it's got a little. It's got suspension, and um, that thing is crazy. That thing's insane. It's so much fun. It's so easy to wheelie it around the yard, um, just because you've got another point of contact. But the scooter is it, it is scary as hell. You're standing on the thing. It's got no suspension. And it's got a long, long stem between the front wheel and the handlebar. And all that stem does is flex under your hands. <laughs> and it's so scary and sketchy. Yeah, I don't think that one sounds like fun. 
Oh, it's totally fun. You, you get used to it. It's, it's a blast. And when I first got it, I bought a bigger rear sprocket for it in the back to give it some more um, like down low power and mid-range power so it would take off a little bit better. And I brought it to my brother's house and he was pulling wheelies on the scooter. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's you're insane. And then I tried it and it wasn't that bad. But since I put the pipe on it, like you can't, if you hit the power band with that big sprocket on there and you're not leaning in front of the handlebars, it wants to wheelie. It it feels like there's not enough grip tape on the deck. It wants it feels like your feet are sliding. So I I put the original sprocket back on it. So it's a lot tamer now and it, and it actually goes faster at at its top end. It it hits about 33 miles an hour now. Nice. Yeah, it's it's sick. I've driven it around the neighborhood a little bit and um like I know from being a motorcyclist, people in cars don't see what they don't expect to see. They don't see you if you're on a motorcycle. You're just invisible. And on this thing, I know it's even doubly so because no one's expecting to see this. So if I'm at a, a stop sign or a stoplight or whatever, I just wait till everybody's gone. And I, you just kind of wave them by like, no, I, I know you think it's my turn. I don't care. Go ahead. I'll be behind you. And when I pull up behind the cars, I'm having to let off the throttle because I catch up to them immediately. <laughs> and my daughter... My oldest daughter, she hit the nail in the head. She said, Dad, I need to see a picture of you on this thing. It sounds like the dorkiest thing I've ever heard of. And I sent her that video, and she said, I was right, Dad. You look like a total dork on that thing. Apparently, you are dadding 100% correctly. Yep. Hey, but I'm having fun. I don't care. That's how I know that I'm doing it right, is as if I'm embarrassing my daughter. Oh, you got that right. I didn't even think of that. Either one of you guys come up with a winter project? Surviving. Mm. We actually got snow. I was like what what is this we haven't in all the huge major storms that the rest of the country has had we have not had any of that snow we got one snowstorm uh like two weeks ago another light snow and then this week at the, the later this last few days has been like slush has piled up but we haven't had a real severe snowstorm oh it wasn't severe it was just like we got snow there but was the white on the ground yeah and the one storm that we did get, man, the snowblower loved it. It threw it all the way to the neighbor's yard, all the way across my front yard. Yeah, the the one time I really ran mine, it was the good, light, easy-to-move stuff. Now, yeah. we've had storms that have absolutely taken the power out here for a little while. Yeah, our power flickered. See, the thing, though, Lyle, about light snow, if it's too light, it just turns into powder and you wear it in your face and your beard. If it, it's got to be a little bit heavy, but nice and dry, and it it really, really powered through it. I like that snow. Well, if I have to snow blow, I like that snow. I know Lyle had a project. He fixed Soundwave. I did indeed. So how much unfucking did it take? I mean, start over from scratch? Yeah, it sounds about right. So Soundwave is a, it's an NPM app. What is NPM? You've already lost me. No JS. He's still lost. Um, I I I'm slightly less lost. I at least know no JavaScript. I know what the acronym is. Anyway, so it's an it's a Node.js npm app that run had been running on a Raspberry Pi here. Well, an update just absolutely fucked that, and I could not un unfuck it. So I instead am running it now in a Docker container on uh, a system here. And um, 
also also plumbing it through my you know um, web gateway. So it has HTTPS and HTTP auth and seems to, seems to work better. Yes, does seem to work better at least so far. Took me like I spent probably two hours this week trying to make the broken thing work, and then less than an hour today making the new one work. Docker for the win. That's how I feel about Linux ISOs. I mean, in this case, most of that hour was the the web proxy stuff. The Docker stuff was running in like five minutes. Yeah. I, I think the the only possible change that you guys might notice that you haven't already seen is, I don't remember what you were doing for uploading stuff, but I think now you just have to push the upload button and it, that should work, maybe? I haven't tried. No, it looks the same. No, no, I meant... Um, Theoretically, you probably could have uploaded files another way before, but I don't know if you did. No, I never. I only ever pushed the upload button. Maybe Tosh did, but I, I just pushed the upload button. I think that's all I ever did, too. Okay, good. Then no changes, other than what you already seen. Excellent. Oh, but now that I've clicked the upload button and not uploaded anything, it doesn't want to reload the page. And Pokey broke it. Did I really? Does it work? Did I break it for the two of you no, also? No, I'm just joking. I mean, maybe you did. I haven't. Hang on. Um, it still works on my end. I, I did have the same experience as if you click upload and then you don't do something and then you try to go back, it is less happy, but I just did a shift reload on the, the page and it's fine. Yeah, if I back up to the right address and hit reload, it actually just came back for me. I have a question about it. I may or may not be able to answer that question. Is there a way, is, is it themable? Can I give it a dark theme or do I just have to do that through plugins and Firefox. I have not seen a button that offered any other themes. I would suggest just using Firefox. I mean, isn't that the solution to the whole internet? Just use Firefox? Uh, more and more, yeah. Yeah, or or some Firefox plugin. It always has been. For a brief time, Google Chrome was leaner and faster. Not better, but definitely faster. Yeah. It was. Firefox has not always been hands down a better browser, but Honestly, the fact that literally everyone else wants to use Chromium underneath and so Firefox is, I think, the only reasonable other game in town is reason enough for me to want to use. Yeah, I may have to disagree with you on one point. I, for me, Firefox always was hands down a better browser. I, I never thought Chromium was better. It was faster, like you said, briefly for a brief period of time. It was faster. Um, but, I mean, that was when Firefox was in like 4.0 and they jumped to like 32 point whatever real quick and then it got it got fast after that there was that period of time where everybody just started revving their their revision numbers real fast or real high or skipping over some just to catch up with everybody else that was a, a goofy time i mean larger, I think version that... larger version numbers was one of the features yeah i was gonna say i think they're still doing that Whoa, Tosh, you're still using G Potter for some stuff? I want to hear about this. Well, not G Potter, the program, but yes, kind of. Oh, well, come on now. What are you teasing me for like that? So I so I use AntennaPod because it's literally the best uh, podcast player that exists. The only problem with it is that it doesn't sync like between devices, which, to be completely honest, isn't a thing that I've really ever... I mean, I, I wanted it, but like it never bothered me that I didn't have it. Like I could always just use my phone if wherever I was. But sometimes it would be nice if I'm setting my computer at work. Like I could just 
play PyCast on my computer. I didn't have to get out another thing, but it was not a deal breaker. Um, probably a couple years ago at this point, um, Gpotter used to have a thing where you could sync to their servers and you could sync. Gpotter.net. Yeah. Um, but because it was just sort of like a non paid service and it, it was not consistent <laughs> like your syncing may work about 50 percent of the time and the rest of the time it didn't um so i tried that at one point and it just it just never stuck um a couple years ago somebody built a application to run in nextcloud that essentially mimicked that server on your nextcloud server to where you could sync directly to your nextcloud server um and the reason I started doing that was not to sync between devices, but it was more to like back up my stuff. So like if something happened to my phone, all my play positions and all that was synced up to, to my next cloud, which was kind of cool. Um, didn't think much about it until I was, uh, I forget why I found out that there is a KDE podcast player called casts that has also implemented this next cloud G Potter sync. And so I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'll be damned if it doesn't sync. Like, it's pretty cool. Sometimes it still doesn't catch everything. Like, you may have to double sync it just to make sure that everything catches. But the majority of the time, I can just, if I'm downstairs working in my office, if I want to listen to a podcast, I just open cast, hit sync, it pulls down everything that I've been listening to, and I can just start where I left off. So you play them through your computer? Yeah, I mean, I, well, it, it got to the point where I... I had just the right number of podcasts when I was commuting every day to where I could listen to all my podcasts. But now that I'm not commuting, I just have this back pile that was, I was never going to get through. And then I realized, Oh, well, if I can do this, I can just listen to them while I'm working, like just filling out spreadsheets, which is basically my job now. Uh, So you get get paid to play Eve online. uh, No, I wish I was going to say battle tech because that is pretty much spreadsheet. The game, which is kind of (laughs) wild. from what I hear. So is Eve online. If you want to, it is definitely, yeah, it's just it's a cool thing that I was like, oh, I can do this thing that I always wanted to do. Finally, that's pretty neat. Yup, and it gives me another reason to keep Nextcloud around. Like ten years ago, I actually bought saw, bought an Android app to do this, and I'm still consistently happy with it, and I don't have to fuck around with it at all. Yeah, I use a free app, but I I think I pay a subscription like voluntarily to it, or maybe I paid for the pro version. I think that's what I did. I think I paid for the pro version because the the free version was so good. I'm using Podcast Addict, if anybody cares. I do. I like that one a lot. That's another one I've heard good things about. Yeah, it was good when I first started using it, but it has gotten gooder. Um, It's it's got some pretty cool features in it, like some of the podcasting 2.0 features. They'll do um, chapter by chapter artwork if the podcast has that. And it's it didn't used to be able to, or at least if it did, I, I wasn't aware of it. But you can make the podcast artwork full screen so you can get a better look at it because some some podcasts have very high quality artwork. Um, that was cool. I like that it's got a step back feature and a step forward feature that you can set. So I'll tell it like set the step forward to be 30 seconds in case a commercial comes up. But then the step back is 10 seconds in case I go too far past the commercial. I don't have to listen to too much of the commercial. I like that. Some other stuff that I can't think of. And what are you using, Lyle? It's called Pocket Cast. Yeah, I've heard good things there. Sorry, Taj. I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the reason I like AntennaPod is because it does almost nothing besides just play podcast. (laughs) It's it's perfect. It's simple. It just does what I want. And it has, like, 
very good speed up uh, capabilities, which is nice. Yeah, that was actually the big thing that drew me to Pocket Casts the million years ago I did it, is it was, at the time, had the best audio quality post speed up that I could find. On a somewhat related topic, what are you guys using for music players on Android lately, or are you? Uh, I go between not at all, and I've got a couple of apps that plumb all my Plex audio onto my phone. VLC. Just started using Phonograph. Phonograph, I, it's it's pretty good. It took me a while to figure out how to change the um, the menus into like a list mode. They were using like a tiny thumbnail mode, um, but it's pretty good. It's I like it. the The color scheme is nice to look at. It's real simple, and I can still delete songs from it. That that's a big feature for me. I need to, need to be able to delete songs when I come across something I don't like. But I, I found another one that I liked even better, but it it wasn't able to delete. And I think it was, um, oh shoot, now I forget. I'm looking at two of them. It was either Simple MP or Oxio. And I think it was Oxio, but that one couldn't delete. So that was too bad because it was perfect right out of the box, except for not being able to delete. Pitage? Yes. Did you watch Ahsoka? <laughs> yes i did i mean I, I i knew that although you asked me about bad batch and i still have not watched the last season of that i'm sorry i even started it and i think i like watched the whole first episode of the second season and then just never went back to it and i don't know why i guess i got busy or something but yes the ahsoka so i i have an opinion about it and then Someone told me a completely contrary thing, and I still don't get it. Okay, I I still don't think that if you ha- I I still think that if you have not seen Rebels, you're going to go into this and be like, "What is happening? Who are these people? Why do I care?" Okay. This, that was just Rebels season five, without a doubt. Yes, and yet m- my mother watched it and loved it, and has not watched an animated Star Wars. See, I'm, I'm like, wonder- how do you know who any of these people are? I wanted to try this with KJ, but um, she she hasn't even got to like Mandalorian season two yet. Like we just started watching that probably last month because uh, we watch like maybe one episode every month at this point. But um, so she has no idea who Ahsoka is. And I was like, I kind of just want to have you watch this and see if you can follow it, because I don't I don't see how anybody can. I mean, they do a decent job of like explaining who people are, but like. I don't like. Why should anybody give a fuck about Ezra if you've <laughs> seen Rebels? Like, like, I I don't think it's that people wouldn't be able to follow it. It's they would look at me like, why do I care about any of this? What do, who who are these people and why do they matter? It's it's not that the plot is unintelligible without it. It's that there's no context and no reason to care. That's fair. That's how I feel about Star Wars too. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the whole show is pretty much what I wanted. I don't I don't think like I imagined it a little differently, but that's, you know, stupid. I shouldn't have done that. Um, But I mean, it was satisfying and did everything I wanted it to do. I just wish there was more of it. And I think a lot of people had a lot of critiques of it early on and they just didn't watch the rest of the show. Or as soon as they did watch the rest of the show, they just shut up about it. I have a critique that I was never satisfied with. Go on. Thrawn. I mean, they just 
they didn't have enough time or space to do anything with him to establish who he is. Like it's if this is the only time you've seen Thrawn, I don't think you understand Thrawn. No, you don't. Not at all. I think the one glimpse of it where you get to see real Thrawn is at the like. Oh, hang on. Ah, here be spoiled. I think the one time you get to see real Thrawn and get to see like, oh, this is this is the motherfucker we're dealing with is in the last episode where he's just about ready to jump and Ahsoka's behind him and he's like, I knew you'd do this because I knew your master. Long live the Empire. Bam! And he's gone. I was like, okay, yeah, that's Thrawn. Like, I outplayed you. Deal with it. My child and I have been watch- starting to watch through Rebels. Actually just got to the point where Ahsoka showed up, which is great because I had bought a Rebels Ahsoka action figure years ago to give to them when it was time. And, and, and last night it was finally time. Nice. Uh, which means we're at the end, almost the end of season one, which means Thrawn's going to show up soon. And so they're going to get to meet Thrawn. And I can't wait. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> he, he's, he's like top five favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah, for sure. And I think that they tried too hard to make him seem more like Thrawn by just trying too hard. And it, to the point where like some of the things he does just seems dumb in Ahsoka. Like, I can't think of a specific example, but there were a couple of times I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it to where he's like plotting and scheming, which is kind of his thing, but it also just kind of makes him look dumb at the situation. But but he doesn't plot and scheme in like the political machinations way. He's no. in fact decidedly bad at that. Yeah, it's the strategy like I'm I'm figuring he's he's the guy that is playing chess and he's six moves ahead of you and you don't even know it. Um because he's just a freak of nature. But like in the books and in Rebels and stuff, they tell you why he's like that. They give you insight, especially in the books, because like you're in his head and you kind of see he he's basically evil Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> like that's kind of his his shtick. Um, I, I I mean, doesn't that make him Moriarty? Uh, yeah, essentially, yes. But it's like, if you don't have that, because you just didn't have enough time to spend with him, he just comes off as, as, as a guy that, that I, I know things and I do things. Um, I, I would like to see him just be in the whole, a, the whole show. And I'm really sick of just like all the shows on Disney plus having like six to 10 episodes. That's stupid. Stop. See, it's funny. I don't mind that so much. I think 12 to 15 is the perfect amount of shows for a season. I think deciding how many episodes it needs is, I don't think that, I don't think, hold on, give me a minute to make all of the thoughts into a single coherent sentence, please. It sounds like each story might need its own time to breathe and be told. Yes. And that was what I was trying. Thank you, Pokey. That was, you are picking up what I was putting down. Well, it seems like. I like that. I like that each episode is as long as it needs to be. Each series is is as long as they think it needs to be. Sometimes I disagree with that, but they're not saying, okay, I I mean, a season's 10 episodes. We got to make 10 episodes. If they've got five episodes worth of story, they give five episodes. If they've got 15, they would give 15. They're telling a specific piece of the story and then shutting up. I feel like now I know too much about how like these Disney plus shows work because of all the stuff that's just come out like in the last month and a half about how they're restructuring all of it because none of it worked is that pretend I don't know and tell me because I don't essentially most of the Disney plus stuff from both Marvel and Star Wars 
um, are, hey, we had an idea for a movie. We developed a movie. Uh, movies cost too much. Let's make a TV show. And with the exception of like Mandalorian, I think is the one and Andor, the two that like are probably the best out of everything. Um, that uh, they're they're starting from a we're doing multiple chapters in a book as a movie as a TV show, and I just that doesn't work. There's not enough there. Um, where like definitely this, there were points where you could fit whole episodes in, and it would have flowed a little better. I th- like even when at the end, the last the last episode was just sort of like rush, 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 rush to the end. And I feel like most of the star Wars shows are kind of like that, which is why like <laughs> Marvel came in and just totally fucking destroyed the daredevil show they were doing. They were like, we're just starting over. Um, Kevin Feige was like, scrap all of that. I don't care that you filmed half that season. We're just starting over. It was a bad formula. It didn't work. We're done. Yes. I, honestly, as a fan of the media, love that. I would rather them get halfway through a project and be like, you know what? This is not going to work. I don't care how much investment we have in it. It's not going to get it done. Let's try again. Yes. And I think it's finally, um, at least my understanding on the Daredevil situation is what they saw was not good. And there was sort of a, 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 a an, an edict from... I guess corporate that like this was not going to be like Netflix shows were not going to be canon. It was basically a reboot. Um, and that Kevin Feige was just like, why those are good. Like just make them canon now. And they did like, they're like, all he's like, all get fucked. Those are great. Yeah. Like why are, why are we reinventing the wheel? People liked that. Why do we want to do that with the same people, but worse? Like that's a bad idea. It's like, they're all there. They, I would say they're all good, but that's not true. They're mostly good. They were all good if you discount Iron Fist. They're all good if you discount Iron Fist season one. Season two is okay, but that's mostly because they kind of sideline him and give, uh, I forget her name, his his girlfriend, uh, or whatever she is. I, this is terrible. Um, they kind of make her the focus of season two, and it's like, oh, that's that's okay. You know, I don't know that I actually, I don't think I watched Iron Fist t- I don't think I watched anything post Defenders except Punisher. Oh, really? Because, oh my my God, they managed to make me care about Frank Castle, and I did not think that was possible. Dude, Daredevil Daredevil Season 3 is legit. Wait, maybe I did watch Daredevil 3. I'll have to look. That's where Bullseye comes in. Nope. Nope, definitely didn't watch that. Oh, God, you got to go back and watch that. Because apparently, uh, now that they've retooled the show, uh, Bullseye's coming back. Um, wait, wasn't Bullseye in the absolutely garbage Daredevil movie from yes. Sony like a million years ago? Yes, you are correct. But they actually did did a good Bullseye. Well, I mean, B- Bullseye's a dope character in the comics. Like, he's actually really cool. They did that in season three of Daredevil. And, like, that was the big question when they announced a lot of people were like, well, are you going to bring him back? Because they kind of left season three. It was clear they were planning a season four, and he was going to come back for season four. Um, and so now they're doing it, which is kind of cool. And everybody, everybody is saying that like the plan for Spider-Man four is uh, team up with Daredevil and Kingpin is the bad guy, which is what I've been asking for since you know we had this Kingpin. Back to Ahsoka, though. Um, how do you feel about the casting? I can't think of anything that felt off to me. Yeah, I, 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 I think everybody's okay. Um, I think there Ezra, was certain there was certainly nobody that I looked at and be like, nope, wrong. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the one I think they knocked out of the park was Ezra. Like, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, holy shit, that is the same character. <laughs> like, and apparently, like, the guy who played him didn't, did wasn't really familiar with him, but, like, put a lot of work in to get familiar. I mean, I feel like everybody captured their characters pretty well. Rosario Dawson continues to, to do a fantastic job translating that character from an animated 12-year-old to live action. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I think ever like I heard a lot of critique on is like she's too wooden, she's too stoic. Like that's not Ahsoka. Ahsoka is like a thing, and I'm like, guys, she's fucking broken. <laughs> that's 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 the whole point of the show. It's like she's got to get back to that point. Uh, friends, I please watch the video that is. I'm I'm sure I talked about this in one of our, one of the few episodes we've done this year, this last year. Um. The supercut I found that was both that mashes the Battle of Mandalore into uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, yeah. More that, than anything else, that really underscores just how absolutely she's angry, she's broken, she's been betrayed by everyone. Also, there's an Ahsoka book that picks up not long after that that really shows her. It actually it shows the connection of her. You push the button, right? Yes. Uh, it actually shows her connecting with Bale and becoming Fulcrum again. Though, Galaxy Brain Hat for a moment, I don't understand why she kept that kept that moniker. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's one of those one things. intercepted transmission, and the whole thing is blown because she has to know. Though, no, I take that back. At the time she picks it, she doesn't know that Anakin is Vader, does she? No, because she doesn't find out until what season two of Rebels. I think she suspects before then, but doesn't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe it's not as immediately dumb as I thought. But I mean, it's like the the fact that um, she she was that way until she she meets Anakin again, and then it's like you slowly the rest of the season see her start to just like go back to normal. It's like that that's the narrative arc, and I'm I'm kind of to the point where I I personally don't want to talk about a show till it's over. <laughs> because it's like I could say something stupid like this, this is really wooden and, and she's not being good but it's like that's the point of the whole show like you gotta watch the whole thing before you start judging it hello yes congratulations you have found the point yeah I mean, you, you've walked directly into it with your face but you have found it yeah it's just uh, I don't know and it's like I, I, I feel bad for Star Wars because I mean yes look Star Wars cannot get their shit together and it's very obvious that th that is a dysfunctional system that's happening over there but there are a lot of people that give all of Star Wars a bunch of shit just because it's a mess. And I mean, there are good things that have come out. Like, I mean, this and or like, it's fine, guys. Like, just just give it give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, much like Star Trek, the worst thing about Star Wars is Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yeah. I represent that remark. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it might be changing topics. But the the thread here is the Disney Plus stuff that you mentioned. Yes. The one the new show on Disney Plus that is being executed absolutely fantastically is the new Percy Jackson show. Explain this to me because I have no idea what this is. And I looked at it and it was like little kids and magic. I was like, um, no, this is Harry Potter Land. I don't want I don't want that. Okay. Yeah, yes. The initial target audience is the same as the initial target audience of Harry Potter. But but what what if the author didn't be Come an aggressively disgusting turf and instead every time he makes a blunder tries to get better 
And also his inspiration was trying to write a story that felt inclusive for his um, ADHD and dyslexic son. Oh, okay. I, I'm interested a little bit more. The thing I'm impressed with is they have fa- so far have, it feels to me like they have found a way to thread the needle between for actually doing a, what's the word? Adaptation. They are taking a book and turning it into a show and they are threading the needle of telling the same story, making the same points, making it feel the same without slavish devotion to every single line, every single detail. Nice. That's kind of what you want. It's usually the part people struggle with. Yeah, that's why I'm saying they're doing a great job threading the needle. Yeah, I saw it pop up on there and I was just, A, I've just got too many other things that I want to catch up on that I'm not watching. So it was, and it just like, I never, I never knew anything about it and it just didn't look interesting to me. But I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll wind up getting around to it. There's not enough robots or spaceships in it for me to care. No, there are not robots or spaceships. Hey, Pokey, wake up. We're done with Star Wars. Are you sure? You guys have no. done this to me before. Where you you said you were done, and then I woke up, and then you weren't done. Do you know? I'm not sure, but I think <laughs> exactly. So. Do you want to stay on TV? Because we can stay on TV, but change the subject away from Star Wars. Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure neither one of you have Apple TV, and neither do I. But if you're going to fire up your pirate ship, uh, you need to do it for the show for all mankind because it is literally my favorite show. Go on. So I, I, I am willing to be sold. Okay. Well, Lyle, I'm going to sell you right now just with one name. The showrunner of the show is Ronald D. Moore. Okay. Yeah. I knew I knew I would sell you on that. Uh, Pokey, it's the guy that made Battlestar Galactica. You know, I've never watched that. What? You should. It's th- uh, That is better than For All Mankind. You should watch the new Battlestar Galactica. Really? Yeah. It, that may be all time best tv shows like it's definitely in the top three it's that good maybe i'll try to check it out i still haven't finished sopranos i've never watched that there's no robots or spaceships i I, I could do one better i haven't even started sopranos yeah but i liked sopranos i didn't finish breaking bad either but i didn't like that oh that's really good too yeah i i got to season five and was like man there is no one to root for in this show i don't like anyone in this show, I just quit now, it. Pokey, do you not like antiheroes? Probably. No, uh, no, no, uh, that's, no, 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 no judgment on that. It was a legitimate question. No, because I like gang movies, gangster movies, and gangster shows. I like heist shows and heist movies. Those are all antiheroes. No, I just, no, I, I didn't like Walter White. He was just a prick. The only guy I liked in that show was Mike, and he killed him. <laughs> he did, actually. Spoilers. I mean, I, 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 I will. I, I, I will. Well, actually, you slightly in that not all heist movies have the the heisters as anti heroes because some of them like don't even pretend to be altruistic or good guys. Sometimes it's just bad guys versus other bad guys, and you happen to be rooting for the bad guys because they're the protagonists. Yeah, well, that kind of is what an anti hero is, and, and to me, anyway, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong about it. I I don't have to be right about that. One of us is certainly wrong about it. I don't know which one or feel strongly either way. That's the random way. Yeah, like um, like that movie Sexy Beast. You ever seen that? No. Dude, what a great movie. It's it's. There's no good guys in that. <laughs> I don't think I've even heard of this. 
Really? Yeah. Again, no, no spaceships or or uh, robots or aliens, so I'm not usually paying attention. No, that's true. No, it was a really good movie. It was a, a heist movie. Another, I like heist movies. Hmm. I don't know why they named it Sexy Beast. There was no one in the movie that was sexy that was not anybody's like personality trait. I, I'm not sure why it's called that. Just because they could. I guess. All right. So I'm going to sell you sell you on this show for all mankind. Um, the first episode starts and it's 1969. They show you that um, you're sitting in, you're like changing positions of who's watching and everybody's watching TV. And it's 1969. So we all know what's probably about to happen. Um, and it's everybody watching the moon landing. Uh, and the person in the spacesuit turns around and starts speaking Russian. And so the whole show is an like an alternate history if the Russians win the space race. And it's very cool because it changes a lot of stuff. But every season of the show jumps forward a decade. So like season four was just finished. Uh, season four, we have like fusion reactors, uh, a, a permanent base on Mars, uh, we're like wrangling asteroids and mining them uh, just because Russians won the space race. So it's basically like watching uh, that first season is really cool because it's basically like the Apollo era and all the Apollo people, but watching them like react in a different way and uh, just seeing how like history would change and how much further people got along because like the Soviet Union never dissolves. Like it's it's there. And I, I think the the last season was like 2003. The Soviet Union still exists. Um, so it's, it's very much this, it starts based in real space history, which is kind of cool for somebody like me who's really into that, but then it slowly morphs into more of a science fiction show as you go along. And the cool thing is, is that a lot of the characters stay. And so like you see somebody in the sixties who is like, you know, they're in the Apollo program. So, you know, they're in their thirties or forties, but then you see them in 2003 and they're in their seventies and they're still in the space program. Like, and you get to see like their personalities and how they don't change, but the world changes. So it's, it's just a, it's a really good show. So just because the Russians got to the moon first, do we have fusion reactors? Like, I don't get it. What's the connection? So, I mean, just pro communism. No, I, what I really, the thing that they say, uh, like in the show is that that's not, the the Russians landing on the moon wasn't actually the divergence points from sort of our reality. Um, I always forget this guy's name, but he was sort of the the guy who was in charge of Roscosmos at during the Apollo era, and um, he had I think like heart surgery, and it was like a a pretty routine heart surgery. And in in reality, he died like just randomly died in the middle of surgery, and so that's what kind of set the Russians back to where. They didn't get to the moon. Like they probably would have beat us if that guy was still around. Well, in this reality, he didn't die. Um, and so what happens is they go to the they go to the moon. So like we have to like get our shit together and go to the moon, right? Um, and they beat us by like two months. And we we send Apollo eleven, and uh, it's a shit show, and it doesn't go right because <laughs> we were rushing. Um, but then like the Russians keep upping the ante. Like they're like, oh, well, you're gonna send that we're going to send the first female to the moon. And then it's like, well, we're going to do this. And we're, and it's like this, this constant back and forth um, to where like, so, so it's really that the space race doesn't end. No, it never ends. And so there's all this, like you find out that NASA becomes like the most profitable part 
of the U.S. government because it's just like they allow them to patent all the creations they come up with. So they're just throwing government money at everybody to come up with the newest thing. So like the space shuttles eventually have like nuclear engines on them because somebody figured it out, like, cause they were getting funded. <laughs> so it's just this, this constant progression of like the tech just keeps getting, getting further faster because people are actually involved in funding it instead of like reality where, you know, that stuff only gets funded if somebody thinks it's going to be useful for their needs now where it was in th in their reality it's like oh well, we constantly have to beat the russians because they're beating us and so it just sort of like escalates continuously sounds interesting you said it's on apple tv yes it is which is like the second show on apple tv that i i really like <laughs> which makes me sad because i don't want to like things on apple tv but that and their version of foundation i actually really like i think it's good i was i was just gonna ask if that was the other one yeah um it's not i mean as if you if you just let go of the books and say they took the idea of the books and they're just doing their own thing, I, it's it's good sci-fi. Like I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I, okay I, I, I will once again do you one better. I haven't read the books, so they can't be, they can't be ruined in that way. Yeah, I mean it's just they're I I truly think like people say that things are unfilmable. I truly kind of think Foundation is as it is in the books is kind of unfilmable just because of the structure of it. But they make they make some cool, like, they invent some things that are not in the book that are actually kind of interesting and, and spin the story off in a new direction and add things to it that it didn't have before that allows it to kind of, like, be filmable. It's kind of hard to explain if you don't know, like, the books or anything. But um, I, I think it's fine. Like, I know nerds hate it, but I'm like, eh, it's fine. I like it. You know, I despite there being multiple attempts, I kind of thought dune was unfilmable i think once you get past book three it's unfilmable <laughs> once you get past book three it's almost unreadable you're right I, i've read all of it multiple times and i still think that but i think I, I i think that yeah you you could make the first three books into a movie and that, that'll work and it seems like that's where we're going like we're we might actually get that no, no, um, no, no. We're not getting the first three books into a movie. We're getting the first book into three movies. No, the first book is two movies, but then... Oh, I thought, I thought my sister told me it was going to be three. Or are they doing, um, are they doing a second one? A, a, the third movie being that... Oh my god, why am I... Dune Messiah, there we go. I was, gonna, I was completely blanking on that second book. I because... I think the, the idea so far that I've heard that the director has said is... He wants to do part one and part two, which he got, right, to do the first book. And then he would like to do a third movie that is the second and third book combined. Which No! I don't love that, but if no, you were that third, that third book also needs at least two movies if the first one gets two movies. I, yeah, but I can, like, narratively, if you're going to cram two books together, it's going to be two and three. Because that is one story across two books. Like, I understand it. But if you're going to give the first book two movies, I, you probably should do at least three for the second and third book. But I think the yeah, reality... Yeah, I, I, I would do two and one and two. I think the reality of the finances of the, these movies is is that the, the best shot they may get is one more movie. And then, unless the second one comes out and it just destroys the box office, then I think maybe we'll get more. But I just... Because there's no, there's no real good possibility for like a franchise that I don't touch, see them touch there are like 10 books in the series yes but the next three are unfilmable and the ones before that 
like are very divisive in the fan community. So it's no, like no, 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 I, no, no. I'm just talking about the. I'm just talking about the original Frank Herbert ones. There are six. Is it only six? Yep. Okay, so then I guess the the main story is eight books because that last book got turned into two, and is a Brian Herbert pair and are only okay. Yes, I I don't. Maybe I hope I'm wrong. I don't imagine there is ever a reality where the Brian Herbert books get made into movies, unless, like I said, for some reason, if part two comes out and it like makes two billion dollars, which I hope it does, like make it happen. But unless that happens, I don't foresee them riding this bike into the sunset. (laughs) I think they'll make like whatever. uh, I always forget the director's name because they want to keep him happy. They'll make whatever he wants to make and then they'll probably just let it go. Because they're not cheap movies to make. Honestly, I feel like the not the Brian Herbert stuff at the end, but the Brian Herbert stuff is probably easier to make because it it's less heady and more modern. Yeah, that's what I hear. But I think that that's why. I, I, I mean, because I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia now. Um, so you go There's Dune a lot in of books. Six, well, Dune in sixty five, Messiah in sixty nine. Children in 76, that's kind of your first set. Then, of course, they Brian Herbert inserts a, a book there that I'm going to ignore. And then there's God Emperor in 81, Heretics in 84, Chapter House in 85. And then that's where his stuff leaves off. And then, and then in 2006 and 7, we get Hunters and Sandworms. Yeah. I would just like to see the Silmarillion in IMAX. I mean, don't you think they'd fuck it up, though? Yes. Please, um, see war, no, please see War of the Ring. If they did it just to be like a visual experience and just like a storytelling thing, you know, without all the action and explosions and running up landslides, if, if they didn't do that to it, no, I think they could do that in IMAX and just make it like, you know, you wouldn't even need a script. You don't even need many words for it. You know, you could play most of it out silently. Like I, the I green don't dis- night, I don't, but, but happier. I don't, dis- <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but I don't think that there is anybody who is going to be able to get the license and also has the courage to make a movie, uh, make an experience that's that different than the formulaic blockbuster films we get. No, and it wouldn't work anyway, because if you made it just for IMAX, it would never sell. Everything is, is about selling streaming now. Well, and I think that like, it's a good problem to have, but the problem with Lord of the Rings is that it has, it has with those Peter Jackson movies, it has pushed into mainstream culture where people have an expectation of what they're going to see when they see a Lord of the Rings thing. And uh, that going outside of that is not something any studio will probably ever do. I mean, they keep trying to go back to that well and failing miserably. So I mean, I don't, I, I don't I even mean, know if they're going to do that. Well, I think they keep failing miserably because they're going back to the well because they want the money, not because cause it really did seem like Jackson cared about the franchises. And when you get someone who just wants to make the, the movies because they want the dollars rolling in, you're never going to get the same reverence of the source material. And I don't think that any of the other stories in that world are quite as I don't want to say they're not complex, but it's like they're very easy to. Like they kind of follow that like hero's journey arc, and it's 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 very like you you get what you want out of that kind of story if you watch it. A lot of the rest of the Lord of the Rings stuff is 
not it was never designed to be that it was designed to be the history of something and it feels like tolkien took that very literally and just like real history like it's not always satisfying like it's like this happened and that made this happen and that's it's cool that that happened but like there's not a huge story it's like i i i bet the people who made the amazon show like loved everything about lord of the rings and poured their heart into it it's just not that good like there's not enough story there for me to care yeah, it's been a while since I've cared about any movie or storyline anywhere. I'm not there yet. There are things I'm still excited about, but I will I will admit they are they are less and less common. But I chalk that up to me. I think that my as I'm getting older and my free time is less and less available that uh I am much more appreciative of things that I can anticipate being what I want. And if they're not, sometimes I'm surprised and I like it, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm less willing to give things the benefit of the doubt these days, I think. Or, but then some things I give more benefit of the doubt because I'm like, yeah, it was just dumb and that's fine. Like, dumb is fine. I mean, just like the way you sold that to me, it's like, you're like, I can, t- I can toot it one name and you're sold. Yeah. Wrong with more. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm in. I mean, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, like the, the dude is money. Like, he, and, not only Star Trek, like the best of Star Trek. I feel similarly about stuff. I don't want to get invested in a thing just to find out that I don't like it. Um, but a lot of like true stories I can deal with, like like you know nonfiction. I, I can I can deal with the story being less satisfactory because at least it's real. Yeah, that's fair. Or like stuff that's sort of realistic or realis not realistic but realism, like. Um, I, I really liked uh, No Country for Old Men. I, I saw that kind of recently, about a year ago, probably 10 years after everybody else saw it. I think it's been more than 10 years, but it is a good movie. You're right. Did I tell you guys the... Um, I, I've told you bits and pieces of it. I don't remember if I told you I actually got... Um, it's a poster up here, here in my office. They make a whole series of them, but they're like the bucket list series of posters where it's like 100 movies, 100 books, 100 this, 100 that to do before you die. No, this I don't one, think you mentioned that. This one is a hundred horror movies to see. <laughs> oh, give me, nice. give, give me a moment. I will snap a picture of it and send it in the chat, and then I'll also put that picture in the show notes. I'll have to send it to my. I have a coworker who likes horror movies. I'll have to send it to him. There you go. I dropped it in chat, and then I'll also put that in the show notes. So that's the kind of stuff I've been trying to watch. Well, you fixed Soundwave, but the chat, I still don't get everything you guys drop in there. No, no, when I say the chat, Pokey, I mean signal. Oh, sorry. Well, that'll be easier to show somebody at work. Even though I'm not a horror movie fan, I'm surprised at how many movies of these I have actually seen. And yeah, that is almost exclusively movies I had seen before buying the poster and doing this intentionally. Dude, Audition is on this list. Actually, just in the first two lines, there are two of my absolute favorites. Three. The 19, John Carpenter's The Thing is phenomenal. Yes. Alien, chef's kiss, and honestly, A Quiet Place. First one more than the second one, but also very good. You think Alien's a horror movie? The first one, uh, absolutely. I, the, yeah, the Alien, yes. It is a sci-fi yeah. horror movie. I thought thriller, maybe not really a horror movie. Okay, all right. I, it, I mean, it's a horror. Then. It's a horror movie in that it's this my favorite kind of horror movie. It's that you don't ever see it, slow burn, psychological horror. Do you ever see the movie The Drop? I don't think so. 
slow burn psychological uh it's not a horror movie it's a it's a gangland type of a movie or gangster type of movie but it's got that slow burn um sort of menacing secret somewhere you just don't quite know what's going on that's i i think if you if that's the kind of horror movie you would like i think that's the kind of sort of gangster movie you would like or, or criminal type movie you'd like i think you dig it i definitely just wrote that down i sh- i should if i had somewhere to write that down that i would believe myself to remember it yeah and i mean you can you can take it with a grain of salt because it's a tom hardy movie and I, I really like tom hardy so I, i'm probably giving it points it doesn't deserve I mean, that assumes that we don't like Tom Hardy. No, not necessarily. I'm just saying I, I, if Tom Hardy's in a movie, it gets extra points from me. So They, they, they may or may not be deserved whether or not you like Tom Hardy. <laughs> so I mentioned it earlier because I saw it on this list. Um, you have to watch Audition. Um, it is one of two movies that literally made me like think I was having hallucinations that I've ever watched. Like it is crazy. It's good, but it's crazy. Who has to watch? You talking to me or are you talking to Lyle? No, Lyle. It's a it's a Japanese horror movie, and it is. You say you say it's on the poster. It is on the poster. It's on the bottom. Well, well, then I'll probably get to it. Um, and I can't say anything about. It. Like I want to tell you the story of when I watched it so bad, but I'm not even going to say that until you watch it because it is. If I do, I'm ruining something for you. I love those. So what is this, Lyle? Is it got? Got like little slide windows that you no you scratch off like scratchers. Move. Oh, scratch off. Okay, once you've seen it. So all the ones well, that have you, a picture, all the ones you have a picture are the ones I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Well, you've scratched this off very cleanly. I don't see any scratch off dust anywhere. Dude, yeah. they got from dust till dawn on this. Spoiler. I mean, how is that a spoiler? Because you're not supposed to tell anyone it's a horror movie until after they've seen it. Yeah, but they've also got like Resident Evil on here and Blade, Shaun of the Dead. There's Zombieland. There are things that are not really horror. No, I they've understand also, they've also that. Got the, they've also got the Wicker Man on here and Sleepy Hollow. I don't know anything about either of those. Dude, I just mean that by telling the somebody. Bees! No, the no, 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 not that one. Watch the original. It is spooky as fuck. Oh, maybe the Maybe I just. Which one of it is this on here? It may be the old one, and I have to actually go back and watch the old one. The old one is really good. Like, and I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I I was just like, oh, this is this is real creepy. That's why that remake is so bad, is because it's like it was actually a good movie, and then they did that to it. No, no, the remake was bad on its own. You don't need context for that movie to be bad. I like some of the choices on this poster. Like, um, where did I just see it? Hang on. You'll, you'll, you'll get to something and it's like, oh, the Jaws series. Like, it's like, oh, watch all those movies. But then some of them, they're like, 28 days later, don't watch the other one. Just watch that one. It's funny that the thing I don't like on this is there are, I want to say, all three of the first three dead movies are on here individually. They needed more spots? I, I don't know. The title is above the picture. This poster makes a lot more sense all of a sudden. Yeah, like good call on Hellraiser. Just watch the first one. I've done that. I really liked the first Hellraiser movie. It is a, it's, as, it's like legitimately a good movie. Yeah, I need to, I I need like, to rewatch it. Much as I don't like horror movies, that one was more like uh, horror mythology. I, I, I thought that one was good. It's been a million years since I've seen it. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but I liked it. 
I mean, a lot of people throw around like Lovecraftian, like way too much about yeah. things. But that one is legitimately kind of Lovecraftian. Like it's it's very much like uh, this could be the Cthulhu mythos, or at least in that same cosmic horror vein. Yeah, it's it's this unimaginable thing from beyond. Pokey, I, I will tell you, I went and added that movie to my list. Uh, oh, the drop. Yep, with your name attached to it. So when I go to watch it, I know who to tell that I watched it and who, what I thought of it. Yeah, and who to blame if you didn't like it? Me. No, you get to blame me. I I fully endorse that movie. I can't believe they put the Elephant Man on there as like the David Lynch horror movie because there are better David Lynch horror movies. Yeah, but who's scarier than Michael Jackson? I don't know what period of Michael Jackson. Because like 1989, Michael Jackson, nobody can touch that man. He's amazing. Well, right about the time he bought the Elephant Man's bones, he started getting real scary. <laughs> I mean, I've been to the house he grew up in. I'd probably be scared, too, if I lived there. Wait, Interview with a Vampire is on here? That movie does not hold up. I'm sorry. The book does. I never or read did. any of those. Oh, oh, I forgot this was even on here. That was good. Which one? What? Crimson Peak. Never heard of it. Event Horizon is a good call. That That's a good horror movie. It's interesting to see what you haven't seen. That's that's kind of I'm, I'm just like, oh, I when you watch this, I want to talk to you. Wait, Event Horizon is horror. Yeah, dude, the punchline of that maybe, movie is like we opened a gate to hell. Maybe I didn't see that movie. Maybe I'm thinking of something different. Isn't that just Doom? Um, yes, but done better. Oh, OK. Dude, the original Suspiria. That's dope. See, Blair Witch was really good. Talk soldiers. <laughs> that's that's a funny movie. I did not like American Psycho. Is that on here? Yeah, at the top. No, it's it. I it's a very good movie, but it's it's very like I I understand why Pokey doesn't like it. The Cronenberg no, Fly. Why do you think I didn't like it? I mean, it's literally what you just said about Breaking Bad, like as a movie. Like it's a character that has no redeeming qualities, none whatsoever. No, that's not it at all. Really? I can't stand that dude's lisp. I hate him in every movie I've ever seen him in. Really? <laughs> I mean, he's a Hollywood actor. He makes millions of dollars. Lose the fucking lisp. It's part of his charm. I disagree. He doesn't have any charm. Yeah, I just don't like that guy. You don't like Batman. Jesus. I don't like Batman. Well, I mean. Oh, I, I like I, Batman. I, I, I didn't, didn't I have, like him have, as Batman. I have said my piece about Batman. Yeah, I was like, ah, we here we go again. Hey, um, let's all go to the bathroom. Let's all go to the bathroom. Let's all go to the bathroom. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah but let's all do it together this time. I'm just surprised he remembered the song. Do you guys think that the no no more often? I don't think any more often than I have to. I see. Do you think the listeners respect the interpition? And like what? Pause it and go to the bathroom themselves. Or at least they don't go to the bathroom for the rest of the show like we don't. I don't know. I think they should have to. I think you guys should be holding it 
until we're not holding it. All right, Randos, you heard the man. No pitchings till after the show. Or the mid-show. Taj has got that beautiful Frank Drebin rendition. I don't know how he got a microphone in my bathroom to Frank Drebin me like that, but yeah, it's long enough. I mean, it is a podcast. You can just hit pause. It's it's fine. It's fine. I can't imagine anybody listens to the show in one sitting. <laughs> like unless you just have <laughs> a huge ass commute. Like I we 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 are a bit excessive. I think the only podcast that comes close to us is Linux Lodcast. And there's they're like they're at four hours uh, every time now. Yeah, I don't I think everybody listens to this show in one sitting. I just don't think anybody gets all the way through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a that's yeah, that's a point. <laughs> oh, I just realized too when I came back from the interpition, my wife has bought a new candle for her office here and it smells terrible. Ugh, sorry. I like the old one a lot better. That well, we had the same candle in this room. For all of the t- all of the shows we've ever recorded, the same candle has been in here, and this is a new candle, and it's not good. Like all the way going back to the book club? Uh, probably not the book club, but as as far as I can remember, recording shows in this office, sitting here, yeah, it was, you know, because I like to have the lights out, and I just kind of have the glow from the monitors, and and a candle is just enough light in the room, and it was like a. I don't even remember, maybe an apple or a cherry candle, probably apple smelling candle, maybe apple cinnamon. And this thing is uh, lavender green tea. And it's, I think this one is intended to cover up the smell of the litter boxes, whereas the apple one's just supposed to smell like apples. But this, this doesn't smell good. I'm going to have to go buy like a show candle. <laughs> oh, this, this is our merch. Like we could just make you random candles. To smell however we want them to smell. Oh, you know what I do make is those little fire starters. People love those things. And I make those. You put one smelly candle in one of those. You you can make about a thousand fire starters off of one of the like really small smelly candles. I think that we should make candles that smell like your beef jerky. Then everyone can say, I've received your meat in the mail before. Oh, that's another winter project that I've been getting into, actually. I didn't mention that one because I'm still in the middle of it. I am cleaning out my basement, and it's it's become a terrible, terrible mess because I've had a meat slicer disassembled on my workbench for probably four years now, and I finally decided it's not even worth putting it back together. It's not even worth trying. I can't get the part. It's old, 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 like from the 50s old. I can't get the parts I need for it. I can't do anything with it, and it, the space it's taken up on the workbench has caused mess to spill everywhere else in the basement. And it's just a nightmare. So I'm getting rid of it. And I'll I'll look for another meat slicer so I can get back into making jerky. Then we make the candles. Then we get the women. Profit. All right. I hate bringing up my own topics, but I'm going to bring up one of my own topics because I need to dare Taj to do this thing. Is this the thing that the video is, is for because I watched it? Did you watch the video? Uh, which one? Both of these videos could apply to me. Oh, I know. Well, no, the one that says it has your name on it. Yes. <laughs> Lyle, did you see this thing? I have not watched the video yet. I will go and do that now. It's not a short video. You get the gist pretty quick, though. Essentially, this guy is using 
a slowly rotating fan. Well, this is my impression of my, my, yeah, what I got out of it. He's using a slowly rotating fan to sort of chop up the sound waves out of a subwoofer to make insanely low frequency, but surprisingly high volume sounds. And I think this is right up Taj's alley. The funny thing about it is, is you cannot hear the sound that he is generating. You can only feel it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's below the, the range of human human ability to hear. Yeah. An elephant could hear it, maybe. A whale. Yeah. So it's oh, just, good. So what he's really making is a heart attack machine. Uh, more like a like super whoops machine. Well, I, so I know we just talked forever about horror and stuff, but I want to. This makes me re- reminds me of a thing where that's actually a technique that a lot of um they use is super and subsonic sound to uh, super and subsonic sounds to like, you're not going to hear them. They're going to make you feel bad. Yeah. You can perceive them, but you can't like your brain cannot process them. Yeah. In theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially all this guy, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why it is built the way it is because essentially all you need is something that can like pressurize a room and a wavelength like that machine is way more complicated than it needs to be because <laughs> i mean all you're doing is pressurizing the room like you're creating like waves of compressed air that that's all that's all you need to do to get down to that that level yeah but he's well, doing because, it because he he doesn't i'm guessing he's doing it the hard way because he doesn't understand the easy way no no, no he I understands it. like I, he gets it but i just don't like it feels like he's like, I have a subwoofer and I want to make this subwoofer go to lower values instead of just like, well, I can just make the whole house a subwoofer easily by just pressurizing it. I want this subwoofer to go to 11, not just any subwoofer. Yeah, that's that's kind of what my, my feeling of it is. He's doing it without moving a lot of air is the impressive part. It's not, he's not, it's not the volume of air that's moving. It's the, the pressure waves that are moving. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it would have to be regardless. Like, it's just cycling the pressure at a frequency. Or Like, it was kind of cool because he showed, like, what it looks like at 1 hertz and what it looks like at 2 hertz. And y- 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 you see that that's a logarithmic scale, like, visually. Like, as he goes up, it's like, oh, okay. Like, if I, if I was still teaching, like, sound physics, I would show that to somebody and be like, ah, this is why it's logarithmic. You can, you can physically see it change. Yeah, and he's not... I don't think he's trying to reinvent the wheel. He just had an idea, and he it, it, he's uh, implementing it. Kudos to him for doing a thing. I sat on my ass all week. True. I mean, it looks pretty good, especially the final version. Like he he like milled out like nice little arms for it and little uh, like polycarbonate uh, fan blades. There was another video a few episodes ago. See, whenever we have a show. And there's like links to YouTube. I get weird feeds down the side. And a lot of times I wind up staying up very late at night following those YouTube rabbit holes. And one of them was a guy who he 3D printed a speaker cabinet. Um, A speaker just, just I think it was, he wound up making two. But he basically went through the iterations of one and showed you the different ones. He he just 3D printed them. And um it was very intricate. It was a really, really cool video. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen that one already, too. I don't know that I have. Oh, it was good. If I find it again, I'll send it to you. It was really, really good because he made it. It took him several iterations to get it into 
like slabs that he could assemble and then fill certain chambers with, I forget what he used for a dense material. And then he wound up coating it. So it looked good. And it was, um, really compact for the volume level and sound quality that came out of it. It was, it was very impressive. He used it. If I remember correctly, he printed it in like four sections and like one section was the tweeter, if I remember correctly, and the other three second sections were like a maze of baffles for the woofer. Mm-hmm. And and I think he used the same speaker for both, the, the same item. I think he just had two, you know, cone. He had two, I, if I remember correctly. I could be getting it wrong. It was a while ago. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like speaker building on YouTube. <laughs> it's just kind of a, a oh, I bet. rabbit hole to fall down if you're like, into that kind of thing it's been a long long time since i've had like a good stereo i'd I'd love to have a good stereo again i still do like but i don't use it (laughs) no i used to like sit in a chair and listen to music like with really nice headphones and uh i don't do that anymore oh i don't yeah it's different with headphones i mean don't get me wrong it's still good with headphones but i mean an out loud system. I, I used to have a really nice one and I, I loved it. Yeah, I never got into that. Like I was never I've always listened with like like even in my car. Like <laughs> I mean like not with headphones, but like I'm not somebody who like rolls down the windows or anything. It's like I'm listening to my thing. I don't want anybody else to hear it. Like this is my jam. Oh, I never roll down the windows in the car. That's no, that's a different thing. I in in the house, in the living room though, um I, I used to like to listen to good music or, or even just watch a movie with good, uh, good audio going on. It was nice to have a good system. That is true. Lyle, you has new toys. I mean, yeah, I've just picked up random cool new stuff. Are they toys or are they toys? Uh, the one I think I was thinking of the most when I put that on the list is I replaced my Kindle fire with a newer Kindle fire and got one that came with a keyboard. So it's very, very close to, between that and you know getting Termux up and running correctly, I almost have just another laptop. That's cool. Kindle Fire with a keyboard. My experience was my Kindle Fire, and I have like the ten, not the current one, but the one before that, and like it just runs like shit. Like I can't, like you can't watch YouTube on it. You can't, like it just. I don't know what's wrong uh, with it. See, here's here's my whole approach to it. I buy the new one, and they're good for two or three years. And then they start exactly like you say, running like absolute garbage. And so I trade it in and I get the next new one. And then it runs for a few years. But like, I literally, I want to watch, watch movies and read comic books on this thing and occasionally play a couple of games that run okay. And now that I can also have Termux on there, I can do more with Termux. Yeah, I mean, mine pretty much lives in my bedroom as like my, I'm going to sleep and I'm watching something. Um, so it's like, it, it needs to be able to, um, well, we'll talk about some of this later, but it needs to be to do some 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 things like but reading my Samba share is one and YouTube is one. And it's it's remarkably bad at the YouTube thing. What do you call this class of device? Flat like. a Yeah, it is flat like convertible tablet, maybe. Oh, no, this is not a convertible tablet. This is a tablet. And then it is an accessory that snaps into it that has has a keyboard. It is not the same as the ones that are built as a single unit that converts. Well, no, but my buddy sold me one that was used, 
And the keyboard and also the back cover just attach magnetically. Um, and the hinge is like rubberized rubber. And there's a little kickstand that kicks out on the back. But even with the keyboard on it, when it's folded shut, it's super flat. It's really nice. Only it's old and slow and doesn't work real well anymore. But if I could get a new one of what he sold me, I would. Because my wife loves it. She watches uh, movies on it if I'm playing a game on the TV. She'll watch her shows on that. But she also takes it with her to Bible study to do her notes there. Or she'll take it to her um, her chapter meetings for her work organization. And, and she'll do notes on it that way. I mean, I want that form factor, but I want Linux on it. I mean, that's why Termux. No, like I want Linux apps. Um, like specifically, I want one that I can handwrite on, um, kind of like you can do with the, the, the iPad pro. Right. Um, and there are programs in Linux that do this. <laughs> it's just like, I want to be able to do it on a tablet that has a keyboard, um, just for like a travel device. So like, if I'm in a meeting, I'm not carrying a laptop and a pad of paper and all that. it's just like, I just whip out this thing and do everything. That's exactly why I bought it from him, too, because uh, another friend of mine, when I was going on my motorcycle trip last year, my other friend told me he, I don't know if he bought it or his dad had it or something, but he got an iPad and he said that um, the 10-inch screen makes using um, Osmond, like doing routes on Osmond, makes it really, really a lot easier than doing it with a phone. And that made a lot of sense to me. So I, I bought this off my buddy to take with me on my trip. And I wound up not taking it because I had overpacked. Actually, that's not true. I take that back. I did not overpack at all. I took exactly as much as I needed. It was perfect. But it was it was stuffed full. And I was afraid of cracking the screen if I stuck this thing in any of the bags. I'm always terrified of like traveling with a tablet of breaking it. <laughs> They're just not sturdy. Where if I throw like my laptop in, especially if it's my my like personal laptop it's like you know a good inch and a half thick i ain't bringing that right yeah well that's what the, that's what the uh the elite books are for yeah my, my i i we were talking about this the other day because work i think we talked about this on one of the episodes like the last one we did or maybe the one before that that like work just bought me this brand new macbook that's like super thin and svelte and i still will reach for my 12 year old janky ass Linux laptop when I'm at home because like it actually runs better. No doubt. Oh yeah, dude, my elite book still, I'm pretty sure this thing was, is like vintage 2012 maybe. Although I've <laughs> Lyle knows I've been looking at new ones cause I'm like looking at a framework, new laptops. Yeah. And looking at a framework, what's a frame, a framework, what I need more than that. It's the one I have. It's a laptop that oh, is built yeah, to be yeah, modular. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's cool. Right, how How is that going, Lyle? Are you still happy with that? Yep, still love it. Sweet. So is that the only new toy? I'm sure I have other ones, but that's the only one I can think of immediately. Right on. Oh, no. The one that I I told you about, but I I finally decided to get into actual minis games and picked up Star Wars Shatterpoint to play. I have successfully avoided <laughs> getting into that, despite um, somebody I know playing it. A bunch of my um, West Coast friends play it and have painted them, and they look gorgeous. 
and it's Star Wars, and it's like at the skirmish scale. So it's not you're not talking about like you know a four by six table full of minis to play a game. The the forty k like I need seven hundred dollars to be able to play a basic game. Yeah, yeah, no. This is this box is enough for both parties to play, and it was like one hundred and twenty bucks. Now you know that's one hundred and twenty bucks of plastic that I have to then turn around and paint and stuff, which I look forward to. But I haven't started yet because I'm still in the middle of building a uh, uh, a real grade kit that I want to finish before I start the next thing. Which which RG did you get? Oh, I've got a bunch of them. I'm trying to remember which one is the name of the one I'm working on. I, I didn't realize you were working on that. Oh, I've I, yeah, I've I must need to send you a stack of pictures because I've built a that has that was has been one of my hobbies a lot this year. So I have built a lot of Gundams. Excellent. I just recently like uh, got back into um, BattleTech, like that the the tabletop game because uh, I guess Target or somebody had like the the entry box or or something and. Uh, somebody got that for me, and I just, I was like, oh, I remember these minis. I love this. But I've been painting those. So that's been my hobby thing is painting little robots. Yeah, but that's been true for decades. I mean, usually I paint, you know, Gundam sized robots, but these robots are like less, you know, an inch, inch and a quarter tall. Oh, itty bitty. Lyle, didn't you buy like a handheld gaming system a few episodes ago? No, I've had it a while. Taj bought one, though, I think. I, are you talking about the Steam Deck? It's the only thing I can think of that he's thinking of. Maybe. Are you guys still using those things? If, almost every day. Oh, really? More than I use anything else, yes. Huh. When, what are you playing on it? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just to, to literally what I was just talking about, uh, there, is, there is a computer game of Battletech, so I've been playing that a lot, too. But before that, I, I was playing... I, I usually have at least one game I'm just working through, and I play, like maybe a half an hour a day. I just like, it's my, it's become my new, like I sat down in my chair before I take a shower and just play a video game. What about you, Lyle? What are you playing on there? It's, I, that's where I do most of my gaming right now. I'm trying to think what it is I've been playing most. Still play a lot of Vampire Survivors. It's a really good head empty want to stare at this for a few minutes game. Dude, I, I let my little one play that. Because um, I, I, I wound up getting one of those, um, the 8-bit do controllers and um because she wanted she wanted to play video games and we don't really have a way for her to do that successfully so i was like well we'll just plug the steam deck in and have that little controller and i introduced her to vampire survivors and i think i made a monster a monster slayer well she's not good but like she loves it (laughs) she's just like she's like i'm running around killing things this is awesome yeah well there's lots of flashing lights and and motion going on yes yes there is I don't think I've picked that game up since the last time we talked about it. I picked it up and put it down because <laughs> I just I couldn't. It became a problem. I wanted to play it all the time. I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, there was a Hellboy game that came out that I was drastically disappointed in. Yay! Oh, you, that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I knew you bought it, but I, you never said anything else about it. I mean, I like instant bought it because it was a, a Hellboy roguelike, and I'm like, this has to be exactly for me. And so strike number one, and th- this is simply me bringing my bias into it, but strike number one is it's not Ron Perlman doing the voice work. Mm. Strike number two is that it just moves slow. And I, I understand why, I just don't like it. This is in a lot of, a lot of the time, Hellboy is not 
a fast moving guy. It but for the style of game that a roguelike is, it just doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does make sense. Like usually it's a pretty like you know quick thing, but he's not. That's not his thing. No, it's it's, it's just it just doesn't quite click. And I want to go back and play it because it looks cool. It just doesn't. Like, there's a lot of time where you get, like, frame-locked in animations and stuff when it just... I want to like it a lot more than I like it. All right. So now I have to ask, Tosh. I didn't even think of it until just now, but I gotta ask. Have you tried Occidental Heroes yet? No. Damn. That's on the phone, though, right? It is. Yeah, it's an Android app. Yeah, I just I don't play games on my phone. Oh, Actually, man. Now that, I, now that I'm at home pretty much all the time, unless I'm traveling... I never touch my phone. Like I, for the I, I like forget my phone all the time. <laughs> because Don't I'm you just... have like an Android emulator or something on something that you own? No. Oh, all right. Man, I'm yeah, telling it's... you, I, I, I would love to hear your opinion on this game. I, uh, yeah, I, it's weird. Like everything has turned into like either a laptop, my desktop, or the Steam Deck. Like I barely use Android at all. Oh, man, I would love to get rid of my phone that way. That would be great. Well, I mean, it only works because I'm literally just sitting in front of a computer all day at work. Like, that's, I, which I hate. Like, I wish I could not be doing that, but there's the brakes right now. Yeah, but you got to take the I, I some I somehow, I somehow managed to have both of those things where I sit in front of my computer all the time and I still have my phone with me everywhere. I don't touch my computer anymore. In fact... I had to, this keyboard is, is a wireless keyboard um, that I only use when we're doing the show, and I had to smack it to get it to turn on. Percussive maintenance. Yes, exactly. I changed the batteries and smacked it before it started working again. It likes it. It's okay. It was consensual. It sure does. I think I've gone far enough back in this thing to get most of my Gundam pictures. There are pictures of me with hair. <laughs> I forget what the last was the. Did you do the justice? Are you the person I'm thinking of that did the big justice? I'm blanking on the name justice. Which one is that? I did the big Providence one. I remember that. Okay. I've only done a couple since then. Oh, I know the one, the last one you probably saw me. I feel like I had to have sent pictures of doing was the uh, unicorn. It's a full armor unicorn. Uh, uh, did you send me pictures or just tell me? I think you just told me. Okay, well, I'm, I am dumping all of the pictures I can find in my Google Drive of Gundam stuff into an album, and then I'm going to share it with you. Nice. I've had, like, a Jesta, like, half-built for probably four months. Sitting on my desk, I need to finish it. So, so Pokey, your filter's no worky? No, sadly not. It's, um, I thought it was gonna, but... I was unaware that apparently there are multiple sizes of cone filters, and uh-huh. number four is not the size of the uh, the clever dripper. Not not the one I have. It's not the uh, I don't know. I think it's eighteen ounce one that I bought, and the four is just too short, and a uh, six is too tall. So it's in between there, and they sell their own proprietary filters, and their filters have doubled in price. Since I bought that thing, they they were ten bucks for a pack of a hundred. Now they're twenty for a pack of a hundred. So for ew. now, I'm. What's that? that? That ew. Yeah, I know. So I bought some number six filters. Instead, they're too big for it, but I can you can cut them. 
and it just takes a minute to to you know cut it down to size so i've been using those but i realized that those are really expensive too <laughs> i bought the cheapest one they had on amazon but it's only 40 filters not 100 counts so the 100 counts aren't really any better so i've been looking for like a, a solid filter that i you know a reusable filter which is a pain in the ass i finally found one that kind of fits it makes it a little it's a little short so it's it's an ounce or two shy or else you know the water spills over and um it let a lot of sediment through i was surprised how much sediment got through there so i'll have to shake my coffee up a little more frequently if i keep using that one man speaking of coffee that isn't the new toy i got yet another coffee maker um i may have gotten two since last time we talked a lot <laughs> he has every way to make coffee well, except the one that was made out of glass, because he broke it the first time he used it. So, every way but the glass way. Oh, no, I still I got another one of those. I know we're talking about coffee stuff, but I have to go back for a second, because I'm looking at your pictures. I had no idea that the HG of the full unicorn, or the full armor unicorn, had the green psycho frame. Because the other, like, the regular unicorn in destroy mode HG has the red psycho frame, and I, I love the green one. So I might buy this just because it has the different psycho frame. And I, I bet... don't know. I don't know if that's an RG. No, it's an HG. I'm looking at the box. Yeah, I much prefer building RG kits, but I saw that one. I'm like, oh, it's 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 the green explodey stuff. It looks very cool. Well, like I like, I I'm I'm a weirdo. I like the unicorn Gundam in unicorn mode. Like I think that that all white is like sick. But if I'm gonna have a destroy mode, I want it in the green psycho frame. But the HG that I have has the red. I'm wondering if I if it's the same mold, and if I just buy this and I can just switch the psycho frame out on the other one. Um, speaking of, let me go pull them up. But I I pre-ordered some stuff. I finally have pre-ordered Gundams. The, now that they've started doing like P Bandai that you can order in America, yeah, I've spent money. I'm trying to remember where I ordered them from. Whether it was P Bandai or Gundam Planet. No, it was not Gundam Planet. It may have been P Bandai. Ooh. Um, they have a new yep. IBO kit released. A new Barbados. Really? I mean, it says new release on it. I clicked on it. We'll see what it looks like. Oh, this is an MGSD. I looks very chibi-ish. Yeah, I've heard good things about those, but I, I'm, I'm not into the SD thing. I've never used Gun to Planet. Are they decent? Like, do you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I've had no problem with them. Cool. I'm going to see if they have the model that I am searching for to finish my little thing that I want to finish. Uh, so the thing I picked up from Premium Bandai, let me get logged in here. Okay, I may have messaged you about this, but there, it's an entry grade of the RX-78, but it's all white. Oh! It's specifically called a painting model. That's cool. Uh-huh. I, I may have gotten, like, four of those. As you should. Because they were, like, ten bucks each or something. And that entry grade mold of that kit is really good. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I've done one. I've done one. My kiddo's done one. I mean, I did one in like an hour. Yeah, they're quick builds. See, I went back to the premium Bandai site. Now I want to buy more stuff. Yeah, the other one I picked up. Both of these are on pre-order. Ooh, should be coming here pretty soon. It is a... It's an MG Barbados. It's a recirculation neon blue. Huh. That one I put in Mumble. Check that out. That's a sick I color still, scheme. I still don't like the way the like the the two sections connect to each other. Like I, the middle I, of I, it? I don't. 
yeah, I don't like the way that looks on the Barbados. Yeah, but that was sort of the shtick of that show. It's like that like weird skeletal vibe. Like all of the Gundam frames are like that. And now I, I want like to go his up. weird headband thing. I do like the color scheme, but that that's too much blue on his forehead. I you know, honestly, that is my least favorite piece or collection of pieces on every kit that I build. The V fins? The I, I always think of it as the crown, and I hate it. You gotta get a they're turn fiddly, a. they f- they're f- what do you mean? So um, so there's there's a, a show called Turn A Gundam, and um, it was right when it was kind of when Japan realized that the rest of the world was kind of figuring out the Gundam was awesome, and so the idea of Turn A is that all of the Gundam timelines are just like recurring versions, like so you know Universal Century happens, Armageddon happens, time restarts, and they just every show that is in a different universe. All of is, this has happened before. Yes. All of this will happen again. Very much a Battlestar Galactica, but like 10 years earlier. But what they did was they decided that it was the first time that they were going to let an American design the Gundam and like all of the new kits for that thing. So they got Sid Mead, who, you know, Blade Runner, I think he did Tron. Like he's sort of like the guy that did, you know, movies and stuff. And his, because every Gundam has that V-fin of some sort, right? Well, he turned it into a mustache. And it's it's like the goofiest but yet awesome, lo- most awesome looking <laughs> Gundam that has ever existed. Oh, you got to post a picture of that. I got to see that. While you're looking for that, I'm going to go snap a couple of pictures of a couple of other things I wanted to share with you. Give me nice. two minutes while you're looking. As I wanted to show you my, my remaining back catalog and the one I'm working on. Pokey, did you get that? I put it in the chat. You probably didn't. I did. I got it now. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that before. It totally looks ungundam, but it like that mustache is fucking sick. It looks like maybe an enemy though that's going to just get rolled so hard his first encounter. Well, spoilers for the show. This is the thing that ends reality every time it ends. Is this, this suit? <laughs> so it's it literally the baddest motherfucker that has ever existed. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I don't like the Lego on his chest. Those are those are actually like missile bays, and I'm sure they are. But they look like it looks like a big blue Lego block. In 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 the show, uh, they at one point opened them up and put cows in there to transport cows, because that's what that show was. But then something unexpected happened, and they had to fire the cows at the bad guys. No, that would have been dope. That didn't happen. Well, because it was kind of interesting. Grail style. The the whole idea of the show is that it's like a not pre-industrial, like maybe like 1850s to 1900s, like level of tech. But yet they discover these mobile suits that have been like buried from the last time the universe kind of restarted. And so like it's it's a bunch of bumpkins that get a hold of like all this high tech stuff. And hilarity ensued. Uh, actually, yes, there it's 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 very comical show, which kind of was nice. That's good because I did try watching some of that one. That you told me to watch, and I did not care for it. I forget which one I told you to watch. Iron-Blooded Bastards. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the gist of that show. Oh, I God, that is what... hilarious. Yep, it's sick. I love it. Like, I, I, I like ironically it, love it. I think it's dope. <laughs> um, I dropped the pictures in Signal, but I also added them to the photo album. So I'm looking. I'm working on another uh, RG Wing Gundam right now. Well, you have the Wing and the Epion, so that's cool. I need to build yeah, the, my aerial. I still, I still have an aerial in the box. I haven't even built. 
Yeah, the Epion is the, is one I picked up. I was picking up an EG for my kiddo for Christmas, and I'm like, well, I'm ordering from Gundam Planet anyway, and they're going to be shipping. I might as well get one for me, too. Yeah, of course. And then I also got the uh, um, the other two, which for Mercury kits for Christmas. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have I lots just, of things to do with my hands. I just realized that I had this on the show notes, and we've <laughs> been talking about Gundam for 20 minutes, and I haven't brought it up. I finally finished Wish for Mercury. I have not watched it. Do they have a good... Is there a place I can get a good um, dubbed version? Or am I going to watch the subbed version from YouTube? I... Did they do a dub? I'm sure they did. Um, but I don't know where it would be. Okay. I, I, I have... I think I have... I either have or have access to, I think, the YouTube versions. I think they're still up there. Because it wasn't like a rip or anything. They put them. They just put them out on YouTube. Yeah. They, well, they cycle what's up. So, like, they usually I thought have, it was all of season one. Yeah, they usually have, like, um, they'll be running whatever the current show is on YouTube. But then they'll have, like, a classic show. But then every so often they'll rotate off that classic show and bring a different classic show on. So it's so, sort of like, you know, it, it could be, like, Gundam Wing for, like, six months. And then they'll put, like... I don't know, like Zeta. <laughs> so it's you just kind of get whatever they put out. I wouldn't be surprised if right now it's Seed because there's a new Seed movie coming out. I don't, I don't actually know what they're running right now though. Only having four in my four is about what I usually have in my build queue. But I built two or three of them basically back to back to back. I have a lot more than four in my backlog. Taj, did you see that? I found that video and I did post it in the Mumble chat. I did, yes. And actually, I have seen that. I'm not surprised. He actually builds a lot of cool shit. Like that guy's pretty uh pretty dope. He seemed to be with that one speaker build. He he seemed pretty dope. He seemed like he knew what he was talking about. And I and I liked his process of, of uh well, trial and error basically, but his his incremental improvements um I thought were logical and reasonable. Hey Lyle, all of which for Mercury dubbed is on Gundam Info's channel right now. Okay. Someone might have to. Someone might have to do something about that. Yeah, I was going to say you might, because uh, because they do rotate off. I you might uh, use something to secure that. Mm-hmm. Give me a minute. It's nice they even put it in a playlist for you, so it's pretty easy. Mm, I don't know if I think I can handle a playlist. What's the channel? Gundam Info. Yeah, that's the official uh, one for. I guess Bandai puts it out. Oh, there it is. Also Gundam, which for Mercury and Dub. 25 videos in the playlist. Yep, there's 25 episodes. Well, there's a zero episode in 24 episodes. Oh, I guess I only knew about the first half of the season then. Yes, because they did like, I, f I forget the word they used. It was some French word that was like, but they broke the season into two parts. So there was like a mid-season finale, and then they came back into the back half. Interpichon! <laughs> Literally. I mean, my... That's the only French I know. <laughs> My general impression of it, like, not no spoilers because you haven't seen it, is like, I, th this show is really good. The back end of it struggles, and they basically have set it up in a way that, like, it, they're not going to do any more with it, and that makes me sad. <laughs> like, I wish they would do more show, but apparently they're just doing this one season and it's over. Uh, back my the one I built that I was the most, I enjoyed the most was the uh, the gold frame. Oh, um, Tsunamatasu. Yeah, dude, I really so 
this is a very unpopular opinion um, for Gundam fans. I really like Seed, like a lot. I think Seed is is awesome um, because it is basically a remake of the original series, just modern. Um, and I think the the suits are probably the slickest looking ones. I know people like Double O more, but I like Seed better because it's it's like halfway between sort of the new style of Gundam where everything is like pointy and sharp and, and awesome, but yet it still has a little bit of that like eighties robot still that I dig. Oh, I just thought of something I've been meaning to add to the show notes and I didn't add it. So now I have to say it before I forget it. I'm sorry to interrupt. Do it. Taj, have you seen inheritance machining? No, it's like this old Tony, but you can go to sleep to it too. Ooh, me liking this idea. <laughs> it's really good. I, I actually, I would be stunned if you hadn't seen one or two of his episodes, but if you just watch them uh, one after the other, you'll fall in love with the guy. He's great. I have not seen any of these. Come on, none of them? No, I haven't, which is surprising because like, I do watch like a lot of Machina stuff. Yeah, yeah, so do I. You, the, not even the soft jaw one? Not even the pen one or the wallet one? No, none of this is. No, oh. I'm, I'm not watching any of these. Oh, go to his uploads. Go to the oldest. Start with oldest first and just work your way through them. There's there's only one that you don't want to fall asleep to because at the end he he does a joke where he howls like a dog and it, and, and it woke me up. But you don't have to sleep to them either. Like you can just watch these. They're great. Yeah, He's, yeah this is going on my list. He has a very. Um, I, 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 how do I say it nicely or like smartly? He's his aesthetic sensibilities. He's got really, really good taste. He'll throw in rounds and brass and he'll, he'll do stuff for aesthetics where it's not needed. He'll, he'll take the time. And I, I really appreciate that about his finished product. Well, I mean, you could, I mean, you could just kind of tell from the thumbnails that like he's, yes, it's, it's very like there is an aesthetic to this. Yes, there is. And he does no CNC machining and he does no CAD and he does no cam. He does everything with the drafting table and old machines that he literally all of everything he owns, he inherited from his grandfather. That's why it's called inheritance machining. Dope. Congratulations. You found a corner of the internet. I had not found. Yeah, thanks. Do we want to copy that one into show notes as well? Already done. He already did. Nice. I already been doing that as the. Oh yeah, I um, came. I'll move. I'll move it down. But the the coffee thing. I saw that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I can't quite tell how it works, but it almost looks like a inside out French press. Um, what I was going to say. Oh, it's Taj, for Vietnamese I came, coffee. I came across his videos maybe three times over the past year, and. I liked all of them, but I have so many subscriptions. I don't just subscribe the first time I see something cool. Yeah. But I think what got me was his um, his soft jaw. He built soft jaws for his lathe. And I was like, you know what? This guy, I, I can't not subscribe after seeing this. But when you get to his... Uh, his rotary fixture table, it's, it's not really a rotary table because it doesn't have a crank on it. It's... it's um, more manual than that when you get it, it's a it's a vice mountable so, sort of rotary plate when you get to that you'll be like you'll be like damn damn and then i don't know 
if you saw um again this old tony did the uh the the secret santa thing did you see that yes are you as disappointed as i am every time he opens a present no because i actually watch the other person so like i knew like i was i was like that's totally that's that's her shtick the one he got last year was incredible but the the one he got this year was like it just was not on the same level that, like i said that's kind of her deal is she just like makes the shittiest things but, but just do it like that's just her thing i love <laughs> but i love tony too how he pulls the trigger and the thing falls apart I laughed my ass off. When, I don't know if he planned that. I don't think he did. It looked like he did it live, and it just happened to be in reverse. Eh, maybe. It looks like Lyle is winding down, so I just I do want to ask you guys, because you guys do the 3D printing stuff. It, it is a serious question. Um, how long do you think it took this dude to print? This is... This is I was trying to learn about two-stroke carburetors, and this dude made this instructional video where he printed one. It's like 10 times the size of a regular one, but he printed it in such incredible detail. It must have been two weeks of printing. Probably, if not more. I was just like, more, more than that, probably. More, yeah? Jeez. He did such a good job. It, every comment is... Holy shit, this guy deserves his own. Like, every school should show this guy's videos. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, models of, like, engine parts and things like that that show how they work that I've, I've always been tempted to, like, man, that would be fun to learn. This one's worth watching. This guy does a really, really good job of, of explaining these. And, like, I, I know how carburetors work, but apparently two-stroke carburetors are not, like, four-stroke carburetors. They're, they're just not anything like them. And I never, ever would have figured this out. I'm glad I didn't take mine apart before watching this video. I think the only reason I know how a carburetor works is because Smarter Every Day made a video about it, like, a while back. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I knew what it I did. I like didn't Smarter Every Day. I, I do and I don't. Like, sometimes, I mean, he he very much works for the defense industry, and that's that's very much in your face sometimes. I'm not subscribed to him, but when his videos pop up, I do watch them. Yeah, he recently had a really good one where he was just like raking a bunch of aerospace people over the coals for like the Artemis program and how it's designed and how it's not the smartest thing in the world. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're not wrong. I don't know anything about that one. I just, yeah. Oh, maybe it's not. I No, wait a minute. Maybe it's not smarter every day. I think maybe it's better every day. Oh, I don't even know who that is. He, does he draw cartoons? Like, not nope. cartoons, but... Like, he, he animates his drawings while he's talking, and he's got a foreign accent? Nope. Oh, totally different guy. Never mind. No, this guy's more like a self-help kind of a guy, and I like him a lot. I was When you said defense industry, I was like, really? Where are you getting that from? No, 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 no. It's probably different people. Definitely different people. <laughs> Which is good, because if Smarter Every Day was as motivated as... The guy who does better every day, like a self-help guy, um, the end would be very near indeed. So, so is this the end? No, this is. No, this is. No, this is. Got 